It's time to get inspired. It's time to have some fun. It's time to take your relationship to the next level and create the marriage you always believed was possible. Come on, join us as we learn from real couples that have overcome real problems with real solutions. Welcome to the Unstoppable Duo Show with your hosts, Rebecca and Tim Lindsay. We are excited today, Rebecca and I, because we're going to switch roles. Um, We're not going to be doing the interviewing. We're not going to be asking the questions. We're going to hand it over to our amazing friends here in South Carolina in Charleston to Jen and John Gilmer. We have some updates that we'd like to talk about and just about life in general. They have questions that they haven't asked us yet. So let's see what happens. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yes, we're John and Jen Gilmer. We are uh, um, honored that Tim and Rebecca asked us to do this. Um, love that we're switching the tables today. Um, I know a lot of people listening want to hear from you, um, are used to listening to you ask the questions, but would love to hear the answers of how you've become so unstoppable, about how you've become so successful in your relationship. Um, just honored to be able to, to be here with you today. Um, and, and, and thank you. Oh, yeah. I love putting you on the hot seat instead. So <laughs> why don't you start off first just telling us about yourselves, um, not really how you met yet, but just about your family and kids and all that. Well, um, we are married this summer. It's going to be 29 years. We have three almost grown-up kids. The oldest one is 23, Kiara. Kian is 22. And Darren is turning 18 this summer. Kiara war- uh, works with us at Seacoast Church. We're so excited. We get up in the morning, have coffee together, and we see each other then <laughs> at a meeting in the morning. And then we have lunch, and we see each other at lunch. And we in the after- we see each other like the whole day. So it's uh, really, really good working and living together and the other one the boy we the middle one Kian, we don't see that much um he's in switzerland and uh, every now and again he'll he'll put his pop his head over water and you know i'm here i'm okay <laughs> i'm doing well and the the little one he's 17 he uh, goes to lucy beckham high school here in charleston and he had a very rough start but now he's having the time of his life yeah. he has a girlfriend he, he has a workout buddies and he has a uh i was about to say a chevrolet he has a corvette a corvette oh and yeah needs, and i love you call him the, i love you call him the little one because he's like six three six four he's the little one well start us off and tell us how you guys met well do you, you want to start when we really met when we really met, well, the first time we ever met, and I don't know if anybody knows this from our from our podcast family, um, the first time we ever met was in a missions conference when I was like six months old and Rebecca wasn't even born yet. Our parents shared a room, so Rebecca parents shared a room with my parents at a missions conference. And my mother-in-law held me in her arms while she was pregnant with Rebecca. So that's the first time we met. Then we went back to our separate countries, back to Ireland, back to Switzerland. And um, then we met again when we were 18. A bit younger, but you came to my dad's church and um, saw me there, fell in love with me. 
Yes, I came, so I I arrived in Zurich. I've been a year in Zurich. I can hardly speak the language. It's all difficult. I go to this church. I see Rebecca in the front row of the church like a good pastor's kid should be. And I'm a pastor's kid too, but I'm the bad one. I'm in the back row and I'm looking forward and I just see her with her long blonde hair and uh, she's all saintly in the in the first row. If, she, if, this, if this woman looks as good as she does from the front as she does from the back, I need to get to know her. And uh, I got to know her, but it wasn't love at first sight from her side. Nope. Um, but um, then it wasn't love from my side, uh, from my side on second side. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we- you couldn't speak Swiss and I couldn't speak English when we met. That's right. There was not really conversation possible then. That's right. But Re- Rebecca, did, did you have the same saintly impression of Tim that he had of you? <laughs> not at all. I just remember, I mean, those were the days when the the missionaries and the pastor, they wrote each other like prayer updates, a prayer newsletter. My parents received the newsletter from Tim's parents. So apparently they stayed in contact of new, known from each other. I've never heard of them. I'm really bad in geography as well. So I just remember one day that he, they read a letter from this family from Ireland. I didn't even know where Ireland is, even though I'm from Europe. And then they said, he's coming to our church and he had some challenging years. So in case he comes to our church that we just give him a nice welcome. And I just remember this first Sunday because I wondered, I was raised, I was joke, I was raised with God the Father, God the Son and the Holy Scripture. And also being very <laughs> obedient to what the parents have to say. So I just wondered, how does someone look like who is not obedient to their parents? And so when he came to church and I looked around, those in these days, Tim still had long hair, many earrings. And I looked at him and said, oh, if he looks like that, of course he had challenges <laughs> He did not have the same impression of me. <laughs> God, but that. now today, he's the best looking guy. I love him. Aww. And I'm glad that we overcame those differences. And, and all the, and the, ear, the, the earring too. holes have closed. So you were both raised by missionary parents. And did was that your first leading into mission work yourselves as a couple? Yeah, I think it was... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Did you find your faith from your parents and just know that was your calling or was it a process to get there? Well, my my parents, I'd say, you know, they um, were very, very great in raising my parents-in-law and my parents just uh, great in uh, discipling us as children, uh, helping us read the Bible, um, helping instill values that my parents my parents are very sort of humble people, very gracious people, very merciful people, and uh, just they love other people. So they really more than even teaching us how to read the Bible, um, they really lived out what it meant to be a, a Christian. They wouldn't have people over and pour into their lives. They would help people that were uh, less fortunate and all that kind of stuff. But um, I was more of a rebellious kind of uh, teenager. I didn't follow in their footsteps. And uh, so it took me a while to realize what my purpose was, because I felt always a little bit different in my family. My parents, they're more quieter. My, my brothers are more patient and more quiet. And I was the loud one. 
And so I always felt like I was a little bit the odd one out uh, until one day um, my parents, my dad brought me to another church. And I think that was a big key it was seeing just another community of people and seeing how they worshipped and whatever. And I was 16. I walked into this church building and just saw how they worshipped, how they um, were just loved each other and were there for each other. And God touched my heart. And I was, you know, I gave my life to Jesus that day. And then an older gentleman, an older gentleman, I was 16, he was maybe 40. So a young gentleman, <laughs> a young gentleman came over and uh, he saw how emotional I was. And uh, he said, you know, um, why don't you come back to our house, to his family's house, and let's just talk and pray with each other. And so that's what he did on that Sunday. That's what he did on the next Sunday, the following Sundays. It was about four or five weeks. And he just really prayed with me and, and read the Bible with me and gave me my first sort of discipleship steps. And uh, that was such an, a powerful impact in my life because it was about six months later where I left Dublin, Ireland and moved to Zurich, Switzerland. And so I already had my parents, uh, you know, had poured into me, but I also had a, a, a mentor and it was it was almost as if him being the first mentor outside of the family was like a long line of mentors, a long line of coaches that have poured into my life and uh, helped me be where I am today. And and in our relationship with all of its ups and downs. But it's been great. Yeah. How about you? For me, it was I grew up in a church planting family in a church planting movement. And so um, in many, it's like when you plant churches in Switzerland, those days, wasn't necessarily a lot of families. So it was, we were more or less always the only family or the, or the only kids. So my mom was the Sunday school teacher and she was my mom at home and my parents being the pastors. So um, we had a lot of Bible teaching from early on. So when I was five years old, my, my parents were for a while in England in London. And I just remember one evening telling my dad, um, I just want to have the same faith like he has. And I don't, I realized um, not that I would have seen so much already. I, for me, it wasn't this conviction. It was, was more whatever happens after a death, I want to be at the same place like my parents are. And this is with God. So I remember kneeling down um, on the carpet next to a green chair and giving my life to Jesus. And um since then trying to follow him and giving my best oh wow that's awesome so I'm, I'm curious tim did you know you had a did you have the calling to be a pastor before you met rebecca or is that something that was after well i'd always seen uh, my parents serve others and and other people serve others but i'd never thought i would be a pastor church leader or or something like that and then when we moved to Zurich, when we moved to Switzerland, another person uh, started pouring into me. And that was uh, Heinz Struppler. Uh, we were just together with uh, their his children, son. his son, who came to visit us here in Charleston. Uh, had a couple of days together. It was absolutely awesome. But he took me on as one of his sons. And he started to read the Bible with me. He started to pray with me. And he had a passion, not just for mission, but he had a passion for church had a passion to see a community of believers come together. So he invited us to come on his church planting team. Uh, we were nine, 19 at the time. It was the most awesome adventure ever. 
And it was just like unheard of that you would plant a church in Zurich. And we, you know, the first service that we had, we had 300 people, which was just like unheard of in, uh, in Zurich. And um, it was such a fantastic time. And we really grew a lot. He uh, took me on board and asked me to speak, um, you know, regularly. And so here I was, this 19, 20-year-old, no idea about life, um, speaking to other uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and uh, just really um, a very faith-building time. I remember my, my, he said to me once, he said to me, you know, your mom came to me and said, how can you trust them so much? If you knew, if you knew, you wouldn't. And uh, he said, well, luckily I don't know. And, uh, you know, I've been called to, to, you know, to put my faith in, in him as well as, you know, as, as God leads me. So I'm just uh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic time. Maybe I maybe I need to go also um, speak with your mother. Um, I've, I've, we've put our, we've put a lot of trust in the two of you. Um, we've spent yes. a lot of time together, invested a lot of time in relationship with each other. Bro, um, it's it's too late for that now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for that. Um, I, now. I, you know, I I would say because you know the two of you that started your mission for God together and and just a vision for how you want to disciple the people, how you want to create disciples for the kingdom. Where did this whole unstoppable idea come from? Where, where was that birthed out of the conversations that the two of you have that have led us to where we are right now with this podcast? Yeah. Shall I start? Yeah. So uh, it's like, um, when we look back on our lives, it's it, well, it started with the thought of actually just writing a book and writing a book for our children. If we if if we think if we thought through everything that every that everybody's poured into us, all the different mentors, all the different friends, our parents, all the different messages. You know, if you go to church, you have listened to like a thousand messages. <laughs> and if you take notes, you've got like I mean, that's coaching. Uh, that's like first class coaching sitting in a church service and hearing the pastor speak and taking notes is, 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 is big dollar, top dollar coaching. And um, so um, taking all of that and let's put it into some kind of a framework. Let's put it into something where it would help our children or help other people uh, go through a process where they could go from a state of whatever's holding them back. Maybe it's a state of confusion. Maybe it's a state of discouragement. Maybe it's a state of purposelessness. Maybe, you know, it's a state of a relationship that's broken. And they want to move through a process, through a structure where they can become passionate, where they can become, you know, full of purpose, where they can see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. And, oh, this is my next step. This is where I want to go. And um, that's what we did. So we thought we uh, started looking at different other programs and saw that a three-month period seemed like a good, a good bet, uh, 90 days. And we said, okay, if we were to do a 90-day journey for, and, and look at our journey and, and, and were to offer a journey for others, what would that look like? And so we started, we called it High Impact, the first round that we did with you guys and with uh, nine other couples and other singles as well. Um, we took them through a High Impact 90 days. They were our guinea pigs and they did so well. And the, we didn't, 
we didn't really realize what would happen. And it was just in those first 90 days, that was back in 2020, um, where just a huge impact happened on, on marriages, a huge impact um, happened in uh, individuals who just ex experienced a, a, a big, a large growth in their, in their relationships, in their finances. I think of you guys and how you made so many great decisions in your finances to get them, uh, you know, in, a, in, in sync with what you felt God was calling you to. And uh, it went from there. So like that first round, we thought, okay, didn't go that bad. Uh, let's do another <laughs> round. And uh, then, you know, we had 22 people in the first round and then we took it to a second round. I think there was like 63 people in that round. And then we took it to a third round. It's like uh, 80 something people. And then our last round was over a hundred. And um, so it was so exciting. And the big exciting thing for me, I'm sorry, but you can chime in if, uh, also for you, Rebecca. But the big exciting thing for me was not just the participants that were experiencing breakthrough, but then the coaches. So out of the first round, um, there was four coaches. So it was the Gilmers and the Kellers. And then there was another 10 coaches. And, and, and I can't remember how it grew with the coaches. But now we're up to 27 coaches. And that's amazing. And we're sort of forming this coaching community uh, where we're learning not just to grow ourselves, but how can we help grow others? And so that's been really, really good. How about you? No, that's the story you just That's shared. the story I should share. You know, one of the things that, well, first, let me take us back just a little bit, because I'm sure everybody wants to know. You've got a, you're a couple who plants churches, who's lived in lots of different places. You've got children. So I'm sure there were a lot of challenges um, in that. And, you know, you've got this great information to share. What were some of the biggest challenges and how you worked through them that kind of got you to where you are now? Well, many. Um, I would say after getting married, we lost a couple of children through miscarriage and how do you say early birth? Premature birth. Premature birth. And um, yeah, that was definitely a challenge for um both of us, but also me personally, being a woman, like knowing you're the only one who can get pregnant, it's nothing like I can ask Tim, can you take over and do for me? And so kind of having the pressure, um, but also the longing just to the whole multiplication factor. I, I wanna, I always wanted to be a mom. I wanted to do our, and live our purpose as a family and then just losing all these kids definitely was very challenging kind of finding myself defining my relationship with God, but also as us as a couple, how do we deal with it? He was grieving differently than us, uh, than me. Um, it was a huge challenge, but then there too, like having people in your life, having a church in your life, having small groups in your life, just being there and um, loving on you and encouraging you definitely helped us um, going through and not losing hope for whatever. I mean, we were even in a place of, you know what, I think we're going to be good without children. We almost had, I had to find a new yes to Tim with letting go of the dream of having children. Um, I remember you coming to me once and say, asking me, can you imagine being, staying with me married and we're not having kids? And in first response to me would, would was like, what do I need you for if I can't have kids? Because <laughs> I kind of hoped or thought I'm defining myself <laughs> when I have children and um, 
coming back to the place of, hey, we are best friends, not just lovers and married. And I think um, we're going to have a great life, even without kids. I had to find a new yes to that. But that was definitely one of the bigger ones. We planned the churches, the challenges of winning people. Some things work, some things don't work. Um, not having a job, being tied with money, just all different kind of things. I think one of the most recent uh, challenges that we've had that we've talked about a lot on this uh, podcast is our relationship, um, our intimacy with each other. So, um, you know, I am more extroverted and out there and wanting to help other people and uh, Rebecca as well. Um, but uh, she's naturally more focused to, OK, on what about us? What about our relationship? And uh, I'm like, what about our relationship? We're fine. Don't worry about it. As long as we can do the, you know, fulfill the vision and fulfill the purpose, then we're good to go. And uh, it's taken me a lot to just wind that down and realize, no, our, our relationship is important. And, um, you know, the biggest challenge that what, how is a relationship, a marriage like this expressed in its deepest way? It's through sexual intimacy. And um, uh, that's always been a, a challenge for us to make sure that we're intimate with each other, that we're having intimate conversations, that we're not just talking about um, business. We're not just talking about church. We're not just talking about um, other people, but that we're talking about ourselves and how we are and how our relationship is doing and that we are having sexual intimacy and that we are, um, you know, loving each other and caring for each other and have, uh, for me, the biggest challenge, um, just having an eye on her, you know, I have an eye on everything else. Uh, but hey, how about you? <laughs> Small things like, um, uh, you know, your hair, the way your hair was made. Do I notice a difference between yesterday and today? <laughs> Most times I don't. How was, how, how, what kind of, what kind of clothes are you wearing? Do I notice a difference between yesterday and today? I don't know. Yes. So um, just having an eye on her and her feelings and um, all that kind of stuff. That's definitely be my biggest challenge where I need to always, always step back in again. And um, we seem to get out of the rhythm every now and again, and then to get back into it. And I would say too, like looking back over all the obstacles and challenges we faced, key in all of them was always evaluating where are we, how is our relationship to God, and then how does he sees us. And then with that, if we accept that, it's do we really believe him and do we have faith in what we believe, which means action step. Faith is always expressed in action steps and not in, in the proof of what is. It's you know what, it's a keep on going on. So often it's when we th even reflect us, we try to um, reflect every five years, how are we doing and where are we? Where do we think we want to be in the future? And very often it's a strength of ours is to keep on going on, even if we don't feel like it, but it's the believing that God has the promise, has the provision. And so it is the expression of believing and the faith in him that there's a bigger purpose than my emo emotional place where I'm at, trusting him. And I would say that this was always key for me coming out of a death or um, overcoming those obstacles. You know, one of the things that 
which goes right along with what you're saying. And I'm curious, one of the things that we've learned so much through you guys is how to set vision as a couple um, and how to believe for more and doing, you know, doing the vision boards and setting vision in certain categories so that we could have touch points to look and see how we're doing. Is that something you've always done or is that something y'all have kind of come together and created and started doing, you know, in the last so many years? How did that come about? I think we've always had a, um, uh, a always had a sort of a heart for what's in the future. So from you know from the get go. <laughs> so if you're a person like me, you're reading like a business book a month, right, or a business book a week, or whatever that was. Like when I was 18, I, the first book that I read that was really helpful was um, Seven Habit Seven Habits of Effective People. And uh, you know, in there, he talks about setting a mission statement and. Uh, he talks about a funeral, right? He talks about what would you like your funeral to look like? Who would you like to talk at your funeral? What would they say? What would you like them to say? And just going through that process, um, really, it was really helpful. So it was always something that, you know, I did personally, but um, definitely something that we did then together. <laughs> Rebecca has to sort of join the catch up, join the, join the thing and, and, um, it's a gifting that Tim has. He always sees the more, he always sees the bigger, which can be a challenge. I'm much more in the now. So um, we always say he's the wow, I'm the how. <laughs> so with that, I need to find out where we're heading. Where are we? Is it possible from where we are, where we go? And I would say so because of him being so much in the future and having the gift of creating vision, um, in the beginning, maybe I followed more. And now in the couple last years, it was really more sitting down. Okay, what do we have? Where do we want to be? How are we doing with parenting? Are we heading in the direction we want to ha head or what needs to be changed? So I think the last couple of years, we started talking more intentionally about it and then creating like the vision board. Yeah, but it was always part of our relationship. Yeah, I think it's been really good in the last couple of years. Um, just doing this unstoppable duo has helped us talk about it ourselves mm -hmm. and uh, just talk about what we feel God wants for us as a couple, definitely be more couple driven than individual driven. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'd say that the, the two of you are model vulnerability very well. You model um, transparency very well um, to those that you're coaching here on the podcast. Um, you know, you're always, you're, you're taking your pain and giving purpose, you know, using that to give other people purpose um, and, and to impact others' lives. At the top and being leaders of all of this, how have your lives been impacted? Yeah. So I think, um, so I think the biggest way our lives have been impacted in the last year and a half is friendships. Um, I mean, we've always had good friends wherever we lived, whether that was in uh, Dublin or in Zurich or it, we lived for a while in Kampala. We always had great relationships. But uh, the level that we've uh, experienced now, the level of vulnerability, the level of authenticity, the level of I'm sharing my crap as you share <laughs> yours and I'm asking you to hold me accountable. Um, like I remember, you know, so 
we have a sort of a, a, a group at the core of Unstoppable. We have a group of six people, which is the Kellers, the Gilmers and the Lindsays. And now, you know, multiple cores are starting to develop uh, around that, which we're very excited about. But I remember, um, for instance, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so like I had I had this phase where it was like uh, the pressure of my you know everyday life was just getting it on top of me, and uh, I'd come home and I'd start drinking a glass of whiskey, and then um, I'd drink another glass of whiskey the next evening, and then the next evening another glass of whiskey or whatever it was bourbon whiskey or a beer whatever that was, and then. Um, I started adding a little uh, cigarello to it, a little small cigar. And um, all of a sudden, I found myself regularly smoking a cigar every evening and regularly drinking a drink. And, you know, normally I would have kept that to myself. Um, but it was really good just being in this uh, in this group. And just I sent a picture to our to our man. I said, look, this is this is me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is me at the moment and I'm not going to change it I'm not going to change it I'm confessing it but I'm not changing, not changing. it <laughs> it's good at the moment and I, I quite honestly I just needed it for that moment for that space for that time um, and I think that's really been a, a huge uh, benefit and impact for me personally how about you yes relationship and we always part of our teaching that we got and part of what we teach as well is who are you following besides Jesus because Jesus is alive he lives if you believe in him he lives in you so I can learn from you you have maybe a way of how you approach people or you have a way of how you serve people or you have a way how you smile or you solve conflicts that I can learn of I believe that Jesus is doing it through you and so for us it was always looking out for people we can look up to and we can learn from. And these people um, definitely impacted me, us as a marriage of, um, even gave us um, ways of how we can communicate. Did you see how they do it? How could we do implement this in our uh, relationship or how can we get better in conversation together? So it's definitely look, we always looked for people either who could be a coach for us or who can we learn from through which person is God speaking to us as well? Yeah. I, you know, that was very, um, for us, it was, that was very unusual for, um, for me personally, I think before, before the six of us got together, I always assumed that probably Jennifer and, and, and you and Dawn were, were very transparent about what was going on in your relationships. But, I will say that the three of us, the three guys are, are just as transparent with, with each other. When we struggle with something, um, we share in our struggles and in our triumphs. When, when, when things are really working well, we share and when things aren't working. Yeah. So we really share with each other. And I think for any couple listening, having a good core of people around you that you can be real with um, is so, so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah brave enough to own the story yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. so have y'all always been comfortable to be authentic and real with other people or is that something that's grown through the years about owning your story and 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 knowing that god uses your story your struggles and as well as your successes to to bring others to jesus 
I never, <laughs> I never find it easy to be authentic and real. I really don't. I'd rather keep it to myself. And, um, but I think like over all the years and all the different relationships that we've had, yes. we've seen the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. And especially now in the last couple of years, we've seen an amazing benefit of it, mm -hmm. um, where it's just transformed not just our lives, but lives around us. It's just made a huge, huge impact. And the impact is multiplying. Mm -hmm. So like um, at the second round of Unstoppable, when we started sharing those vulnerable stories of how God's changed our life, changed our marriage, what kind of uh, you know problems we struggled with, uh, as that happened, it's just multiplying. People are like, oh my goodness, um, you know, I'm on my third or fourth marriage or whatever. That's and it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. Um, and let's, you know, there. Everybody around here is saying the same thing. Uh, we're all on, you know, we're all on different um, points of the journey, but we're all on this journey, and uh, that's been that's been really encouraging, especially in the last couple of years. Yeah, and for me, a turning point definitely was. I remember. The one daughter we lost, her name was Faye. Um, at the funeral, there were so many women were crying. And then I wondered, and I heard like many, it's like many women lose their kids, but they weren't really talking um, about it. And to me, that was a shock in a way of, wow. I felt like if I would have known, maybe I wouldn't have ended in all those pregnancies so naive thinking, oh, you know, I believe in God. He provides everything will be fine. but. To me was also, hey, if there's any chance I can grieve now, which means like I embrace it and I let it out. Um, and I don't have to turn 40 or 50 till I find time. So um, Tim allowed me, I wasn't working to really dig into my grief and exp express it. And then there were different phases for me, even I wanted and I needed to talk about it. And sometimes it was provocative but for me, I could not hide it, which means like my story, even though it's painful to talk about the loss of your children, but that, this was definitely a, a change for me, knowing I'm someone who needs to talk about it. And in about talking about it, I find healing as well. I can let go, but it's still kind of mine. And since then, um, talking about challenges, um, it's more, It's I would say this change there. Plus, I would say even you, even you say, Tim, you're challenged with it, but I always thought, even you, when you were preaching, you were never afraid um, sharing things that people can laugh about you or, you know, something that happened to you. Um, you weren't like selling yourself as a better person than you were. So I perceived you very often as you're very authentic and vulnerable in that. Not vulnerability to me, it's not always, you know, you have to be crying and it has yeah. to be emotionally, but just sharing your life. Yeah. It works. And a big well, word it usually from... leads to crying if Rebecca's asking <laughs> 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 one of my favorite phrases. So for I'm anybody who doesn't know, pardon me? I said, for anybody who doesn't know Rebecca, she's one of those people that you walk up and she says, how are you doing? And if you say, I'm fine, she's like, no, no really and then she looks into your soul and drags anything out that's like everything comes flowing it's so freeing and wonderful but she can see right into your soul it's such a gift <laughs> so are you telling the, the listen if you see me do not look in her eyes yeah don't, don't make <laughs> eye contact unless you want to let it all out but it's it's so true it's so true we had a conversation with a couple in, in the breezeway on sunday 
and they're t- talking to me about some of their struggles or whatever. And I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. OK, OK. And then Rebecca comes alongside and he, he mentions one sentence of their struggles. And then she says, and how about you or something like that? And then all of a sudden, everything just goes. And, and the I'm tears like, start. OK, OK, I got it. Wow. Do you do you find more and more that people truly want to be vulnerable? Oh, yeah. This is this is key. I yeah. mean, what you just said is just incredible. Like, I re- really feel like in our culture, um, m- maybe even more so in the States than back home in Europe, people are happy to stay on the surface. Like, they're happy to greet each other. They're happy to, you know, interact with each other. But as soon as it goes a little bit deeper, uh, um, it's challenging, but people still want it. But they don't know how to overcome the challenge. They don't know how to dig in a little bit. But as soon as they dig in, they're like, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been waiting for. I want a real connection. I want a deep connection. I want to, you know, know that I know that there's a God. Know that I know that he has a purpose for my life. Know that I know that I'm on the right track, that I'm taking yeah. those next steps. Yeah. And um, that's been the that's been the gold in all of this is like, People are so hungry um, for that kind of level of connection, not just to other people, not just to their spouse, but to God as well. They don't have that. They have a superficial connection, right? They have a a worship on Sunday connection, a a Bible verse of the day connection, a, uh, you know, a good, uh, a, a good saying connection or whatever. And then they'll just, you know, keep on keeping on in their, in their everyday life. But they want more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a what combination, you- more of that, but they also need people they can be safe with, you know, not opening up and it's going to be exposed and they're going to make fun of me. But I'm actually with my deepest, deepest, like you said, crap before, and I'm still accepted. I'm still loved and people not leaving me. Mm. What do you think for the those listening? What would What are some practical steps that y'all have taken that have been effective for being more vulnerable? vulnerable and building those relationships well, mainly in an unstoppable if you do the unstoppable it's we always have a, a content time but then we also go into small groups and the women and the men are going to be in women's group and men's group and in the very beginning we say like that's your group and whatever happens here whatever is said here stays in this group and you're going to be safe Plus, it's not going to be a group where we're going to give you advice. It's not going to be a group where we're going to judge you. It's the way of accountability that we, I love to describe is we're going to be your cheerleader. So whatever you bring to the table, whatever you want to work on, we believe your words and we're going to cheer you on for it. So if you fail and something is not going to work, we're not going to be the one judging you. And how could you? Yeah, and why did you do good. that? Yeah. We're going to be the ones, um, okay, but it's still your goal. Maybe the step that you wanted to take is too big. How about, how can this become a baby step? And we're still, we're still going to be the voice of believing. We're still going to be the voice of um, we're cheering you on. And so we set kind of those rules in the beginning. And I think this really helps for the people to open up and give it a try. And sometimes they, they share something small and then they see, okay, I'm really gonna find, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better, I am fine. 
and then maybe a week later, two weeks later, they start sharing more, more. and more. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, oh, I love I love that. The the not giving advice and giving a safe place. That's just makes such a difference. Yeah. So um you know, we, I, I appreciate, and I think everybody listening has appreciated you kind of walking us through your journey until, you know, where we're at. We've gone two years and in four groups and this podcast has come out of this. What is next for Tim and Rebecca? What is next for Unstoppable? Because we know there's always the next. There's always the next. Let's go. Tim, what's on the whiteboard? What's on the whiteboard? I'm looking at a whiteboard over here. <laughs> nothing yet. That's that's the best whiteboard ever. When there's nothing written on it. Whiteboard. <laughs> no, uh, we're totally excited about uh, what's coming next. Um, you know, uh, Unstoppable has done so much. I think for our church here at uh, Seacoast Church. Um, we love the church. We're pastors. We've been uh, leaders in church work since we're married. And uh, we love the fact that we can encourage, uh, you know, church members to get active in the church, to, um, you know, give towards the church, to uh, play their part, find connection and all that kind of stuff. So what's happened with Unstoppable is really what's been on our heart all, all along is that um, it's really empowering people to find their purpose in the church, in the business, in their workplace where they are, in their families, wherever that is. And... Um, so, you know, we've had singles at every round of Unstoppable, every 90-day experience. We've had couples and we've had singles. And uh, the Unstoppable duo was, was for couples. We did a couple of marriage conferences, and it's been very exciting. But we really feel for our next step, we need to bring the two together. Um, we need to um, really focus. We don't have time and energy and money to to focus on all the different things, but let's bring it all together. So we really feel like we're moving from unstoppable duo to something like unstoppable growth. We don't know if it's gonna be called unstoppable growth, but that's what we're looking to. We're looking to um, make sure that we include uh, singles, include old and young people, include anybody who wants to grow. Mm -hmm. And so for the next uh, 90 days, we're not going to have in the fall, we're not going to have a 90-day experience because we're having a coach's 90-day experience. We're going to take our come on. 20, come on. We're going come to on. take our 27 coaches through a 90-day coaching experience. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I've already got something on my mind, something like know God, know yourself, and know others. Mm. And uh, just take them through that. And then we hope to kick back up in February um, where we'll be releasing a book. Uh, the, book the book will be called, uh, probably called Unstoppable Growth. <laughs> no big surprises there. And then um, for the next 90 days, we'll uh, be inviting people here again from Seacoast. And I think also other people from other churches who want to join us either in person here in Charleston or online. And we're going to bump up that online experience so that um, people also in Uganda, in Zurich, in Germany, uh, in Dublin, oh, yes, in right. Cambodia, different people around the world can join us. And so what happens in a 90-day experience is 
they get into coaching groups. And I think that's the best part. I don't know if we've shared that yet in this podcast, but when you mm. join this 90 days, um, the entry level financially is very low and uh, you uh, can get a coach for 90 days and you're part of a, a coaching group that's uh, nine, 10 people. And uh, you can really move the book along. You can move the, the, the pendulum along uh, in those 90 days of experience unstoppable growth absolutely so true so So true what's next for rebecca Lindsay? well what i love with the new transition it's the same like i said before we can learn from everyone so even for the singles what i love so much i always said even even with now the unstoppable duo what we had is we can have an unstoppable marriage now because I'm an unstoppable woman and Tim is an unstoppable woman. So individually, a man. (laughs) 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 I just want to clarify, he's a man. I am very much a man. Very much a man. The beard you have and everything. But it's because you're an unstoppable man, I'm an unstoppable woman. I'm individually becoming stronger. And that's why together we're even stronger. Um, It's also this great example for the singers saying, hey, I get to work on myself, like for whatever God has prepared for me. If there's a spouse in the future, I mean, he's going to get the best version of myself because I worked on so much as well. And they get examples of only because when I'm married, it doesn't mean work is done. They need to work on things as well. But on the other hand, too, of seeing singles, how they handle things that we can share as a couple alone, just challenges it encourages you in a marriage hey I really need to work on myself too I cannot just put it on my spouse and Mm -hmm. so the learning effect from both I am really looking forward to it and me personally training the coaches investing in them Mm -hmm. um challenging them a bit more in 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 when we have participants I'm observing more but now I get to be more hands on deck again and I'm really looking forward for that Will we be broken into men and women's groups again for the coaching? Yes, I do have to find out how I can look into the men's group, though. I just want to make sure how challenged I will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim will be do the will be doing the guys. I will be doing the ladies. Yeah, we have to sort of record the session so that Rebecca can coach the men coaches, but then you can't. So I have to coach the. I'm coaching and I'm a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more lenient. I'm okay. I'm okay. That's okay. She'll be the wife. <laughs> we, well, we just appreciate this so much and we're so yeah. excited for what's ahead and what's to come. Gosh, we've just been so thankful to be a part of it this whole entire time. Um, do you want to share some takeaways you have for uh, that you got from Tim and Rebecca? Yeah. I, you know, for me, I think one is, um, just how important it is uh, to work on yourself as an individual um, outside of the couple um, because it truly does. Jennifer and I are stronger because of what we've done individually through, through the 90 day experience, even as coaches, we are stronger as a couple because of how we coach individually. And so a lot of conversations um, that we have are just, birthed out of out of what you've taught us and and it's been so important to our relationship yeah what about you 
think for me, um, how, you know, you talked about how the genuineness and being vulnerable brings healing for yourself as well as for others. And then to create a safe space for people where you're not giving advice or directing them, but that you're, you're letting them work through it in a safe place where there's no judgment. I think it's so good, not just for the person asking the questions, but for the person that needs to share to have a place like that. And one other thing I thought was that through all your life, you know, how you guys have just lived with purpose together, um, you know, sharing your purpose and your and your hopes and dreams with each other and then finding a way, you know, not to let the emotions direct it, but to let God direct it in faith. That is just that's so good because through the ups and downs, we can let our emotions really take over. So to keep your eyes on God and his purpose just makes a whole difference to it. Yeah. Tim, what Rebecca's mother started in her arms years ago (laughs) has really grown into something unstoppable right now. Um, Thank you for allowing us to interview you both today. Um, Getting to know you both a little bit better, allowing the listeners to know you a little bit better. And it's just been um, a pleasure spending the last hour with you both. Um, I just asked Jennifer um, if she will pray us out um, as we end. And again, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this amazing, amazing couple that you put together for such incredible purpose of leading others to you, Lord, of building passion and excitement for for their father, Lord. We just We thank you for all that you've done through them already, for all that you are believing and giving and and putting before them. God, just keep them faithful. Keep them strong as a couple and keep them feeling worthy to do each step as individuals as well. Lord, we just ask you to bless all that you are putting ahead of them. God, and just show them all, all the more that you have for them that they are believing for. We just praise you, Lord for all that they're creating and all that you have. And that name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, we love you guys so much. We love you and too. We, okay, um, we will we'll turn it back over to, to our hosts. Uh, <laughs> any, anything either one of you would like to say before we, uh, before we, we leave for the day? Well, just if people want to connect with us, we're going to take a summer break now. We're going to take a summer break on the podcast. And uh, we'll pick the podcast back up as soon as we get the name, probably Unstoppable Growth Podcast or something like that. Um, but that'll be straight after the summer. And then we'll, you know, change up the website a little bit and just make sure that people are informed about what's going on. But we want to make sure our podcast listeners were the first to know. And uh, they can go to, you know, our Instagram account, which is the Unstoppable Duo which will probably also change. So you'll find us somewhere in the big internets (laughs) and uh, connect with us. And uh, we're excited about what, how we can connect with you and help you take your next step. But we're definitely going to do more podcasts. Big change will be, we will have singers on it as well. Individuals, not just couples. So that's exciting, but we will be back very soon. We've already very, very cool podcast line. Thank you for tuning in to the unstoppable duo show. We pray that you were encouraged and were able to take away an idea of how your marriage can become a little more unstoppable this week. Are you looking for more? Twice a year, Rebecca and Tim coach a small number of couples through their 90-day Unstoppable Breakthrough Experience. 
Why not join them and create the marriage you always believed was possible? Go to theunstoppableduo.com and register today. We look forward to seeing you next week right here on The Unstoppable Duo Show.